Oh man, it's DJ Hercules at 787, man, y'all know what it is, it's Talkish Radio, Brooklyn's Finest is in the building, I'm in the building, let's go. Hercules on him. DJ Hercules. Hercules. Shout out to everybody tuned in right now. Let's go. Yo, what's up, guys? It's your girl, Brooklyn's Finance, and you now tuned in to Talk Yo-ish Podcast. Welcome, guys. It's your girl, you know, Brooklyn. <laughs> Today is Thursday, and it is actually the end of March. It's the 30th. Like, where's the... Didn't it just... Wasn't it just New Year's? Wasn't it just New Year's, guys? And here we are. The 30th spring done started, but in certain places it has not. Um, so to the people that have not really received their spring yet, such as New York, I am so sorry for you, but I am going to give you all of this wonderful weather that we are here having in Atlanta, Georgia, because it is actually a, a, a great day. You know, it's, it's, we had a bad week last week, but today is sunny and 71 and tomorrow is Friday and partly cloudy and it's going to be 77 and then Saturday is going to be 80 and then Sunday 72 and then Mondays I'm sorry let me let me not finish y'all I'm probably making a lot of y'all depressed so we started about three weeks prior to spring maybe four weeks um and it was warm it was in the 80s folks is out with their flip-flops I didn't do it because I know better and I'm 48 and yeah my bones don't you know, heal as fast as the young kids do. I might look like it, but trust me, these bones is different, okay? So we were warm then. And then all of a sudden, we got a burst of cold air for like two weeks. And then it got down to like the 40s. I said, what the hell? I had put the furs up. Now I got to bring the fur back out. So yeah, for two weeks, we went back to cold. And then spring came. Um, And then now it's kind of, you know, we're back to normal. So now we're physically now fully in spring weather. So they said we won't get any more cold weather. But unfortunately, New York, where my, you know, significant other does reside at, he says it's very ugly, cold, rainy. (laughs) I'm like, New York could never get a break. I swear to God, never could they get a break to get a great spring. I don't know if you're from New York, but if you're tuned in, I'm so sorry for y'all because it seemed like the last five years, every spring, y'all, either the first day of spring, it'd be snowing, (laughs) it'd be thunderstorming. Y'all never have like a perfectly great spring day. I've never seen that. Oh, shouts out to New York. My heart goes out to y'all, but it is what it is. So guys, I hope that wherever you are in the world today, you are having such a fantastic day and a work week. Your kids are good. Your hubby's good. The wife is good. The parents are good. The great grandparents is good. The the work environment is good. The home environment is good. You know, your coworkers are good. Like, let's just pray for everybody because everybody needs some prayers. Um, today, I had a few topics that I wanted to talk about. I'm going to kind of switch it up a little bit. So, I'm going to give y'all bits and pieces of my (laughs) last week and a half without giving you bits and pieces. Um, So I'm not going to spew what actually has taken place. But I have been enduring some things the last few days. And I'm not going to display it on the radio because I was told that I do that too much. Uh, Not from nobody, but the people. Um, So I'm going to say this. 
life is short, extremely short. People are dying left and right. And I'm at a place in my life now that I just want peace and I want happiness and I want joy. I finally got my oldest daughter that's 24. I finally got her off the titty. Oh my God, y'all have no idea what I had to go through with this child. But I'm going to just kind of give you a, a updated version of my relationship with my daughter. Okay. <clears throat> so my oldest daughter um, was by my first marriage. My husband died of brain cancer. Um, he died at home and my um, daughter experienced it. Um, she watched him kind of disintegrate because it, with the brain cancer kind of just goes left real quick. Right. Um, so watching him die at seven years old was traumatic, traumatic for me because I had just had another baby that was six months old when all this had happened. Um, so I was experienced a lot having two children and no significant other at the time. Um, and the problem that I had was that I didn't understand the dynamics of losing someone that I loved and cared for so much. Um, I didn't know the dynamics at still being a new mother um, with a seven-year-old and a new baby um, that <laughs> how am I about to do this by myself? But I'm a strong woman. I came from a strong woman, and I'm, I know to, to make do what it do. My significant other at the time uh, was extremely, he was from Brooklyn. He was from Guyana. Um, so, you know, he taught me how to hustle. He taught me, like, don't ever cave in, don't ever give in, blah, 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 blah. So long story short, with my seven-year-old seeing what happened, it traumatized her. And instead of me doing what I should have done, because, again, I'm still a new mother, um, getting us both therapy to help us grieve, I did the opposite. I took all my money and, and I worked hard and extra and overtime. I was at the bank at the time um, to provide this child with everything, thinking that it would just woo the pain. If I buy her everything, if I give her everything, then she won't think about her dad. Well, that didn't end well, y'all. So I will give you all some advice at the end of this story. So from seven to <laughs> 19, I went through hell. And I mean, I literally went through hell with this child. Like she didn't understand the dynamic. She was hurting and grieving so bad. Um, there were so many traumatic situations. And on her 18th, I won't even say it was her 18th birthday. I'm lying because it was graduation. So it was before her 18th birthday. Um, she was graduating from high school. Uh, and she went to... Uh, prom was already, we went out for, for, for graduation. I bought our car. So she had took her car to prom. So on graduation, everything was wonderful. Okay. Me and my mom went, the, you know, her father's family went, we, we all at the graduation. Woohoo. Cause we, God knows it took us hell to get her here. Right. So we just happy that she's graduating. Right. So after graduation, she wanted to go out with her, her best friend. And I said, Hey girls, remember you're 18 now, but keep in mind, the world don't stop because you're a year older. So be more cautious now than you did before because now you can go to jail, right? They said, no worry, we got it. We're going to have fun. We'll be back later. Cool. 
me and my mom, we get in the car, we go home. I take my mother to the house. I say, mom, I run to go get me something to eat real quick. I'll be right back. She says, okay. I leave for about an hour, come back. I'm sitting downstairs talking to my mother in the kitchen. I hear this rumbling upstairs. I'm like, what's that? She said, oh, that's my daughter. I said, well, I thought she went out, you know, with her friends. She's like, yeah, I don't know what took place, but she came home and she just been in the funky mood ever since. So I'm like, okay. So all of a sudden I get a text. Bing. It's my daughter. Now, mind you, she's upstairs. I already knew it was getting ready to start some shit. Ma, can I drive your car? <laughs> I bust out laughing. If you know me, I, look, I keep a Mercedes and I don't play with my Mercedes. Okay. I said, no, ma'am. You won't drive the one outside and you won't drive the one in the driveway or the garage. You, I had the time at three bins. I was like, no, you will not drive none of my cars. We already made this. She had totaled her car. So <laughs> I'm not, we're not doing that. So I'm sorry that you totaled your car three weeks in. Um, and now somehow you and your best friend get into it and you think you about to drive my car? Girl, bye. Ain't nobody about to do that. So she... I guess got upset in her text. I mean, upstairs in her room. All of a sudden, I heard this loud boom. So me and my mother shot up the stairs because I didn't know what it was. It was just that loud. She decided to take a chair in her room. Now, I'm in Georgia. This is not New York. New York walls and doors are made of iron and the walls are a lot thicker. But here in Georgia, our walls are like paper. You even smack the wall. It's got a hole in it. You know what I'm saying? It's just very, the sheetrock is not as thick in the South. So <laughs> she decided to take the chair in her bedroom and slam it through the wall. When I walked in, there was a big ass hole in the wall. I almost had a heart attack by time. Cause I'm good for it. <laughs> this is not a good thing, but in growing up in my days of fighting and having to throw hands with people, girls, young, whatever, you know, when you're in high school and shit, dumb, dumb. Um, I never really had, like, I didn't like fighting. Like, I like fighting, but I like choking. <laughs> I don't know if that was like some shit that I was mentally dealing with. But when I want to go fight you, I won't hit you in your face like the average chick. I choke the shit out of you. Till your eyes roll back into your head. Until I don't even see breath coming. Like I black out. So it always just that's why I try to stay away from violence because I had to go to therapy for it. <laughs> I was told I had extreme anger management. And of course it had a lot to do with my past as well. Um, so I stay away from violence because I know me, there's I don't have no kill switch. There's no off button with me. It's like being rich or being poor. There's no middle class with me. It's either I'm a thousand or I'm zero. There's no, there's no gray with me. So that's why I try not to get into confrontations with people because once I'm there, you can't get me down. And after the fact of it's all done, I could really probably hurt somebody. I wouldn't hate that. I would hate to say that I could kill somebody, but when I black out, I literally black. I don't remember anything through the course of what's going on. It's not until it's over that I snap out of whatever zone the fuck I'm in. And then I realize that I could have really hurt somebody. So needless to say, I'm a grown woman now. So I don't partake in those type of activities. I stay away from violence. Um, I try not to get involved with emotional individuals. I'm an introvert. I stay at home most of the time. If I'm not working, I'm not at the studio. I'm not um, at, the, at my dealership or at my mechanic shop. I'm home. 
Like I'm home taking care of my mother, um, making sure my youngest is okay, focusing on me, figuring out the next strategy for whatever I got planned for the week or work or whatever. I'm a workaholic. Um, but I stay out the way because I know my temper ain't ain't for the for the for the faint. And I'm not saying I'm the biggest, baddest broad out here, but I just know that I got a lot of built up shit inside of me, which a lot of us do, especially in my in my time. In in growing up in the 70s and the 80s, a lot of us experienced a lot of shit that we shouldn't have experienced, especially being um latchkey kids. Uh some of us came home to parents that were drug addicts, alcoholics, um, so on and so forth. You know, my family um predominantly owned Brooklyn between the drug being big drug kingpins or they owned a bunch of bars in um, East New York and Bed-Stuy. So my family was very well known. Um, so I stayed in the heart of some shit going on in my family because they just was known. Nobody messed with the kids or the grandkids because my uncles was not to play with. I had seven uncles that was not pretty boys like a motherfucker. Head down in their ass, beautiful. But they was not to fuck with them niggas would chop you up in a bag, send you off to your moms and be like, well, next time tell that nigga watch his mouth. Yeah, I came from a different type of breed of people, okay? You would never look at them or look at me and say we was like that. But I guess it was back then. They was like, don't get this light-skinned shit fooled because we with the shits. You know what I'm saying? I'm assuming that's what they do. All my uncles, garbage, they saw are now deceased. But um, long story short, moving forward. Okay. Chair in the wall, hole in the wall, I black out. I immediately go growing for my daughter's throat. My mother starts, she grabs me, starts screaming. Oh my God. Oh my. So then I, I immediately snap out of the zone that I just went into because now I'm worried my mother's going to have a heart attack. She's already sickly. So I don't need her to have a heart attack. So I stop. She screamed. My mother does not even raise her voice. She is the most timidest person you could ever meet in your life. So I call her the most naivest person I ever met in the world. <laughs> Um, she's very calm and quiet. She's just not that type of person, not confrontational, not argumentative. Don't fight. I don't think she ever got in a fight in her life. Just like she was just a pretty girl her whole entire life. So I calmed down immediately. I start fussing at my daughter and I'm like, you getting the fuck out of my house. That's it. Cause I'm not, I'm not doing this with you. So then I start to go downstairs and tell my mother, come on, let's go downstairs. I call 911, like, yo, I have a daughter in here. She's very unruly. Um, she's tearing up my house, and I would like her to be removed from my property. Officers asked me my address. I gave it to them. They said we're on our way, okay? So now my daughter, I'm me and my mother are downstairs. She's at the top of the stairs. We're arguing, going back and forth. She decides to take a comment, you know, like Ajax can, throw it at me and my mother, hit my mother in the head, and Ajax just went everywhere. So now I, <laughs> I done blacked out. You done hit my mother. You gonna die. <laughs> so as I jump from the bottom stair, damn near to halfway up, this is my mother grabbed me by my ponytail and pulled me back down. So she said, you're going to go to jail. You're going to go to jail. She said, if I was you, little girl, I'd go in my room and lock the door because two things going to happen. Your mother going to go to jail or she's going to kill you before she go to jail. One or the other, go in your room. So my daughter having that that Spanish and Guyanese blood running through her system. She didn't want to listen to that. She decides, I start sweeping. I'm now, because it's Ajax everywhere. I'm sweeping up. I'm waiting for the police because I'm like, I, I, let me calm down because I'm going to go to jail today. My mother's like, relax. She decided to come downstairs, get on the couch, start running her mouth, and had the audacity 
Let me say it one more time. Had the audacity to say, I'll fuck you and grandma up. That was it. Boop. I snapped, crackled, and I popped. I jumped on top. I jumped over my dining room. Sorry, my living room coffee table on top of the couch. And I was on top of my daughter on her brain, punching her in the middle of her head. Literally punching her like I wanted to kill her. The police walked in because the door was cracked open because I was letting the dust out from the Ajax. They immediately pulled me off my daughter. My daughter took off running because she saw the police and didn't know, I guess, you know, whatever was going through her mind. And the officer said, what the hell did I just walk into? So I'm explaining to him what I'm talking. So as I finish, he says, you know, I don't know whether to be scared that I came in here and caught you beating on your daughter on the top of your brain and you probably trying to try to brain kill her or you just very calm. I said, what I don't do is I don't do disrespect and I don't tolerate bullshit, not for my mama, not for my kids. And the moment that daughter, that that child of mine that I was in labor with, that I gained weight for, decided that she was going to disrespect me, she got to get the fuck out of my life and the fuck out of my house. And I mean that. And the officer said, I understand. So I took them upstairs to her room so they could see what was going on. I told them that my husband had passed away and she just has been a terror ever since. So the officer said he was going to file a warrant for her arrest for simple battery um, because she had threw an object to hit my mother and hit me and, you know, the threats that she met. Cool. I didn't care at that point. I didn't give two fucks. So um, he said, what I would advise you to do is change the locks on your door and don't let her back in your house. So I said, cool, no problem. I called my uncle. I said, hey, can you come sit with mommy? I need to go to Walmart and get a set of locks. Um, to change the locks and I don't want she doesn't want to be here by herself and I don't want to leave the house bare where she, where she could come back into the house so he came over sat with her I ran to Walmart real quick went and got um, the lock set came back he changed the locks on the door I swear as soon as my uncle drove off literally five seconds later we heard and I, my, my mother tried to go to the door I looked at her like she was crazy like you better not she said, who? My daughter said her name. I said, what you want? Can I come in? I'm sorry. I messed up. I said, let me tell you something, little girl. You are never welcome back in my house again. We are done. And I mean so done. Ma, ma I got my period. I wouldn't give a fuck. What you got? You ain't coming back in this house. And it was like 3 o'clock in the morning. Fast forward. I didn't see or speak to my daughter for six months. Didn't even blink an eye, didn't care, didn't do nothing. Because, see, this is my whole point when it comes to kids sometimes. For some reason, I don't know if it's your friends, I don't know if it's the people around you, give you some inclination that it's okay to talk reckless to your parent. We are the people that have your best interests, and I'm not saying all parents are good parents, and I'm not saying all parents are bad parents, but the ones that are decent parents that have hustled, bust their ass, bent over backwards to provide and take care of you, and you have the audacity to disrespect that individual, you got to understand why that parent doesn't want a relationship at the time. I didn't want a relationship with my daughter at all. At all. You could have called me and said, Sian, she got into a car accident. I would have been hurt and crying, but at the moment, I probably wouldn't have cared until it sunk in. Because when I'm out, I'm out. You can't bring me back. 
It took six months. And the only reason why I took my daughter back six months because she was living with her father's brother and he became abusive because he was going through some issues with his own personal relationship and decided to take the anger and frustration that he was feeling towards his woman out on my child by beating on her so yeah i had to go over there with a bat and a pole and a couple other niggas and show him like i don't give a damn how mad i'm at my daughter don't put your hands on my kid and i said if her father was alive he probably would kill you so i'm gonna get my daughter and if you got something to say there's a bunch of niggas standing at the end of your drive that's willing to answer any questions that you may have if not i'll bust you upside your goddamn head with this bat needless to say i was a little off the chain back then so i let my daughter come home she wasn't allowed to have keys to my house. She wasn't allowed to sleep in her bed. Her bed bedroom was not an option. You could sleep on the couch. You had to be in the house at 9 o'clock. The moment you even raise your voice one time, you getting the fuck out permanently of my life and my house. So that went on for probably about a good eight months. And then I finally allowed her to go upstairs back into her room. I took the door off the fucking bedroom. There will be no door in this room. You do, do You don't even have that right. So within a year, she turned 19, and that's when COVID kind of came. So everything was a little cloudy. Things was going left and right. We didn't know what was going on, but my daughter was driving me nuts. I was like, we were in a better space, but I just couldn't take it anymore. I said, little girl, I was on my own at 19 in a whole nother state. I was in Georgia at 19 by myself. No mommy, no nobody. So I then took my money and went and got my daughter a two-bedroom apartment, not too far from me, fully furnished the apartment, made sure that all the bills was paid for two months, put her on uh, a process of how to handle her bills and her finances. Um, and needless to say, it's been three years now, and my daughter is doing absolutely wonderful. <laughs> like, I'm such a proud mother. You have no idea. Um, but one day we sat down and we had a long conversation and she said, Ma, I just want to tell you this. I apologize for, for ever disrespecting you because at the end of the day, everything you did was for me to make sure that I would have a better life or I didn't have to struggle or I didn't have to go through things. You set boundaries and you set structure because that's what I needed, even if I didn't want it. And I know I was rude and I was disrespectful and I was hurtful and I'm sorry. And, and now that I'm a little older, my daughter's 24 now. She says, you know, I get it now. And I understand now. My daughter busts her ass at work. She just got a promotion. She just uh, bought her a brand new car. She's doing so absolutely phenomenal. And I'm so proud of her. I'm saying all of this to say this. Sometimes we got to put y'all in timeout. Because for some reason, society, social media, and your friends got you thinking that your parent don't care for you. Your friends got you thinking that they love you more than your parents do. That's not the truth. And when you disrespect your parent, whether it's your mother, whether it's your father, you're going to be on timeout. Structure is always made, not because we want to, but because we're trying to prepare you for the future. We're trying to prepare you for what the world is because the world don't give a fuck about you. So when you got the parent or additional individuals around that is trying to show you that look you can't always get your way you can't always huff and puff and attempt to blow a house down and think that that parent is going to run to your beck and call it doesn't work like that everything that we do as parents is to protect and love our children but the moment you become out of character and you disrespect us trust me the same way you could cut your friend off the same way we could cut our child off 
because we don't deserve the disrespect that you think is comfortable enough to come out your mouth and disrespect us. I tell, I, one thing you can always count on me and everybody mainly knows how I am in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm very open hearted to children. I used to be a GM for Dollar General years before I even had my last child. And I remember a little boy came in there one day and he um, um, was buying something, but his whole eye was bloody. And I was like, are you okay? Do I need to call the 911? And he, you know, he didn't really say no. He was real quiet. Lady was in front of him. Just so happened. And he just started telling us the story. He said his mother put him out. Her boyfriend beat him, beat him up. And the lady that was standing in front of him was part of a church. So she was like, oh, my God. So I'm like, okay, we, we sit up here, me and her, trying to figure out how we going to help this young man. Because he had to be about 16 years old, I think, at the time. So she says, okay, well, I'm going to try to see what I can do at the church. She gave him a phone number, said, you know, do you have a cell phone? He says, I do, but it's on minutes. And I said, well, look, if he needs to use the phone, he can come here and I'll let him use the phone. She said, well, let me see what I can do and work out an arrangement to get him a place to stay or some type of shelter. Cool. But in the meantime, I told this little boy that, I want you to come back here every single day around between 12 and 1 o'clock or 12 and 2 o'clock, and I will give you food. I will feed you every day. I can't house you. I wanted to bring him home, but I had my oldest daughter now that was around that time. She was around uh, 15, 16 years old, and I definitely was. (laughs) I would never do that part. And plus, I didn't really know him. But back then, you know, it wasn't as bad as the kids are now. So, so every day he came and I would give him my debit card. My coworkers like, girl, you crazy. I think I could run off with your card. I said, let me tell you something. I follow what God tell me to do. And if God tell me to take care of this young man, I'm going to take care of this young man. So one day he came in and I fed him, he went to McDonald's and I let him sit down and eat the food and I give him some soda, something, whatever, snacks, whatever he needed to get him through the day. Um, I always gave him some blankets and stuff. I said, do you have, where's your father? He said, well, my father lives in North Carolina. I said, do you know his phone number? He said, yeah. I said, let me call your dad. And he hesitated for a minute, but then he gave his dad number and I called his dad. His dad started crying on the phone. He's like, oh my God, thank you so much. I, I, I'll be there tomorrow to come get him. I said, okay. I, now I didn't know, but his dad came and got him. The dad said, I don't know whether to hug you, give you some money, kiss you. I said, I'll take a hug. He gave me the biggest hug. He said, man, I wish they had more people like you because my son could have did anything to sell his soul to survive. And it's just people like you that will make sure that good kids or good people will stay intact. I said, nah, man, because it could be my child. You know what I'm saying? I would just pray to God that somebody would not take advantage of my child and really protect my child. So I would never do harm to a child. So he left. They left. I'll say about maybe four or five years later, I get a DM on Instagram. And who is it? The little boy that is now 20 years old, got to North Carolina, finished high school, went to college, um, was getting married, opened up his own business. Man, let me tell you, I felt like a proud mother. He said, I just wanted to let you know, thank you for everything. Because if it wasn't for you, making sure I was okay, Making sure I you I got you got my father's number. Calling my dad, I wouldn't be here now. I don't know where I'd be. I'd probably be dead. But let me tell you something. I'm saying this to say that God's timing is always perfect. Things don't just happen. Everything is premeditated through God. It is automatically said and written what your life is going to be before it is. And sometimes we gotta go through a lot of, you know, rumbling just to get 
to the promised land. So sometimes life will be difficult and you'll go through so much and you have no idea why you're going through this, but trust the process. It's a reason. And at the end, it'll all work itself out. But you also have to play a part in it. You can't go against the grain. You can't go against God. If you're constantly beating down the wall, yelling and screaming and fussing and, and, and playing victim on everybody else and you're not taking no accountability for absolutely nothing, you won't see your blessings. You'll be blocking your blessings. Now, I'm saying this because the younger generation now has gotten so disrespectful. It's, it's, it's unruly. Every time I turn on TikTok or I turn on Instagram, I'm watching a video of a young kid killing their parents or killing their girlfriend. I just watched a video where a 25-year-old man went to his parents. I ain't going to say a man. I'm going to say a child. 25-year-old boy went to his parents' house, got into an altercation with his parents, and put out an AR, was it AR-57 or AR whatever it is, some, as much as I know guns. You would think I could think of the name, but I just blacked out. Uh, AR 37 or something like that and killed his parents just like that like it was nothing then another story this girl grew up in a home like a Mormon her her two little brothers her mother and her father church people you know she went to public school one day little girl tried to kiss her public school parents took her out of public school and home home uh taught her after that she got older hit 16 um, convinced her parents to let her get a job. She got a part-time job at Sonic. She met a boyfriend, started dating a boyfriend, but then started breaking rules. So the parents didn't, you know, too much like that because they were Mormons. So they started looking up. They they looked up his MySpace page. That's how old that story is. Um, and found out he was posting pictures of sex and weed and drugs. So they forbid the girl to go out with the boy. Well, the girl the next day decided to go and tell people she wanted to kill her parents. So her, the boyfriend, and his friend concoct a story. They left, went to the parents' house. The girl was in the car. And the boyfriend and his friend went into the house, shot the father multiple times, shot the mother, and then the gun jammed, and then took out a machete and chopped her head off. And then went upstairs into a two little brothers' room and took the same machete and chopped both their heads off. Just so happened, by the grace of God, the father survived. And while they were upstairs with the children, he was able to crawl out the house to the neighbors to get help. And he survived. That's how they all got in jail. So the daughter got triple life. And the rest of them, I forget, they think they got double life or something like that. But 16. The first story was 25. The second story was 16. I'm I'm so in awe how these young adults... They want to be grown so fucking bad, but they have no idea what it means to be an adult. When you are looked at as a mature adult, you start making mature adult decisions. You don't make fucked up choices. And you are going to make mistakes because it's a part of growth in life. But as adults, pause. Let me give y'all a scenario real quick. What just happened to me the other day. Last week, I went to... Um, I'm in, I'm in Atlanta. So my shop is in Decatur. So I went to Marietta, right. And I had to go pick up some, a printer for my shop because my printer was, was dead. So I go to the place, the guys that were supposed to help me to pick out the, pro, the, the, the best commercial printer that I needed was out the lunch. So I said, told a guy, one of the guys that worked, I said, okay, I'm gonna run up here to the main street 
go get some gas, see if I can find something to eat, and then I'll come back about 3 o'clock. He said, cool. I go to the gas station, which was Quick Trip, park my car, go inside, and I pay for my gas, and I got some snacks, right? I go back to my car. Now, as I go back to my car, I open my car, and I normally try to clean out the trash that's in my side of my doors. So I took the trash out, and I walked past my car to the trash can, as I did that, I saw a guy pull up in a gray, like look like a Nissan Altima. And I saw his face. And I walked, dropped the, the trash in the trash can, and I came back. When I came back, I popped my gas can tank and I began to pump my gas. All of a sudden, I felt somebody smack my ass. Smacked my ass so much that it started jiggling. I was in such fucking shock. I turned around and it was this little nigga in this gray car. And I said, I'm sorry, do you know me? Do we know each other? He was like, no, but I'm trying to get to know you. I said, so you slapped my ass and thought that that was okay. So now as I'm saying this, not everything now starts to go into slow motion. As I'm saying this to him, I realize that right to the left of him where his dash is, like uh, the console, I saw a Glock, nine millimeter, and I saw a machete. And I saw his bottom lip quivering, like he looked weird, like something was wrong. So I immediately kind of froze, but without him knowing that I was scared, and I turned around. As soon as I turned around, I locked eyes with a lady that was directly across from me at another pump. She, like in lips format, told me, get in your car. I immediately got in my car. I went under my seat and I got my nine because I keep my gun on me at all times. And I grabbed my phone because it was on the charger. And I wanted to at least get a picture of his license plate. So when I got out the car, instead of going to the left where he could see me because the gas pump was blocking the view, I went to the right to go behind his car to take a picture. But he had already gone just that fast. I don't know if I freaked him out. I don't know what happened. But that happened i'm freaking oh my god i'm shaking a million miles an hour the lady comes over to me and she's like i'm glad you got in your car because two things could have happened these young men these this younger generation can't handle you talking back to them they can't handle you trying to make them feel belittled she said i saw what he had in his car he could have shot and killed you let alone the second thing, had this been at nighttime, his plot probably would have been to kidnap you and take you off and kill you and rape you. So just in that moment, I got a slick mouth and I know I keep a gun on me. I could have went and got my gun and turned around and just said we would have went to war. But two things would have happened. If I would have, if he wouldn't have expected me to have a gun and I went and got my gun and off an emotion, I turned around, came out of my car and just shot him while he was sitting in the car. I done went to jail immediately, even though he touched me, even though I felt offended. But you know why I would have went to jail? Because he was, even though he was in the car with a gun and machete, he didn't have it in his hand. He was sitting forward. He wasn't coming at me aggressively. So there was no way to say that I was in harm's way. He was sitting in a car. So I would have went to jail, 
even though I was protecting myself. But that's when I like, that's when I'm coming back to say that God's timing is always perfect because the old me would have did that. The emotional me would have did that. But the grown adult me that has three children and a mother that she takes care of won't do that because I got to think about my children and my mother. And now I have a husband. So I have to think about them before I even think about myself because two seconds my life could have changed. And like she said, it could have changed for him or it could have changed for me. I could have went off on him, continued to going off, made him feel some type of way. He could have took that gun and just poop, shot me. And that would have been it. I'd have been dead because it would have been head on. So hear me when I say the younger generation is different. They're a different breed. You got to watch what you say to them. But I'm going to say this for us older individuals that are more seasoned, that didn't grow up in that type of atmosphere or didn't tolerate that bullshit or we went through some shit. I need y'all young people that are listening to me to understand this. Disrespect will not be tolerated. I'm sorry. I, I tell people all the time when I have young people come into my shop and they want to run their mouth and talk, I let them know. If I won't take disrespect from my 24-year-old daughter, you think I'm going to take disrespect from anybody else's child? No, I'm not. I earned the right. If I give you respect, give me respect. If you want respect, you got to give respect. You can't come and expect somebody to respect you. It don't work like that. And for some reason, the younger generation has this accountability thing on their chest where they think that they cannot be touched and they can say what they want to say and they can do what they want to do. The world don't give a fuck about your emotions or your feelings, boo. And what's going to happen is you're going to do that to the wrong person and God forbid something go left. I told my daughter every day and I'm so thankful that she learned to control her emotions and watch how she talked to people. Because I tell her this all the time. When you having a bad day, there could be somebody having a worse day than you are. And you talk crap to them. And now they're going to go to their car, get a gun and come back and kill you. Or stab you. Or whatever. Or because you hurt their feelings. Or you embarrass them. So take that pride and that ego. Stuff it in your bag and keep it pushing. And let them say whatever the fuck they want to say about you. But understand, you can't talk shit to people and think there ain't no repercussions to that shit. You can't disrespect somebody and expect them to respect you. It don't work like that. So I need y'all to understand that when we as parents or adults say something to you, it's not to hurt your feelings. It's not to embarrass you. It's not to, to make you feel some type of way. It's to protect you. It's to guard you, to, to allow you to not make the same mistakes that we made, to not make the same choices that we made. We want you to be better than us, do better than us. But sometimes y'all get in your own emotions and feelings and feel like, oh, I know it all. You don't know it all. You ain't been on this earth but a, a minute. You don't know shit. The moment you step out of your mama, your daddy's heart and their life and their houses and you are on your own, you are on your own. 
That means if you're talking shit to somebody on the streets and they knock your fucking head off because you running your mouth off an emotion and you think can't nobody touch you because my mom and my dad, but your mom and your dad ain't there right now. So all I'm going to say is this. Please be mindful. Be respectful to each other. Nobody wants to be wicked. Nobody wants to be disrespectful. Nobody wants to be under target. Life is short, and today a person could be here, and tomorrow they could be gone. And I'm going to say this, and I pray that some people are listening to me. It's time that we take accountability for the shit that we have said and we have done. Because one day you girls are going to wake up, and he won't be there no more. And then you will have a lot of regrets of why and what you should have did and what you could have did. At the end of the day, we all make mistakes. We are all human. But all it takes is accountability and I'm sorry. And things can be back. I won't say back to normal. That part I won't. (laughs) But I will say that it will be a start. Trust me, I have friends that have lost children, uh, children I know that have lost their parents or lost a parent, and those parents, for whatever argument started, and the next day the parent or the child is gone. And those individuals are living in grief every day because they didn't say goodbye, and they left on an argument. They didn't get to say I love you. They didn't get to say I'm sorry. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes, but own your mistakes. Own your accountability. Say I'm sorry. And that's that. But we all can't keep going back and forth like this. It's becoming to be too much. And eventually, emotionally, it could go left at any point in time. I pray to God it never does. But it's too many emotions involved right now. And I'm out of it completely. I don't want to be involved. I don't want to deal with the drama. I don't. I got my own shit I deal with, with my children, with my mom, with my own businesses in life. I know how to fall back and step away from the scenario. But I'm just giving words of wisdom because I can no longer be involved in other people's drama. I I have to be selfish and just put me first. So, ladies and gentlemen, I just want you to understand that life is short. Please be mindful how you talk to people how you handle people. (sighs) Take accountability for your actions. We're not perfect. We make mistakes. We're human. But my first husband is gone. And there's so many things, even over the years, that I wanted to say that I never could say because he left. And I wasn't even there when he passed on. So imagine how I felt when I couldn't say goodbye. I couldn't say I love you. I couldn't say I'm sorry. I couldn't say nothing. It was like, boom, one minute he was here, boom, the next minute he was gone. So I'm saying this to say that we have to be mindful because the people that we love could be gone in a blink of an eye. There's nothing that you can do. You can't take back what you said. You can't take back the time lost. You can't take back the time missed. 
So instead of everybody arguing and yelling and fussing and name calling and, and being in our feelings, how about we just say, okay, I, I messed up. You may have messed up. Can we try to fix this? Can we find a common ground and figure out a way where we can fix this? If not, all you can do is pray on it. Or you're going to lose time. And time can go from days to weeks to months to years. And then what? Then it'd be so much time went by, there's no relationship. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something personal about myself that a lot of people may know or not know. My husband does know. I took my husband a couple of months ago. No, I'm lying. When was this, 2020? I think 2020. I took my husband in 2020 to go meet my father, right? Um, I didn't have a relationship with my father at all. But out of nowhere, it was just like, poof, something told me, take him to meet your dad. Took him to meet my dad. And, you know, we hung out for a little while and blah, 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 blah. And we left. I was supposed to come back the next day to take my dad out to lunch, but I didn't like his attitude and his, you know, I'm better than you demeanor. So I didn't. I felt like you wasn't in my life my whole my whole entire life. And then you found me when I was 30. And then when you found me when I was 30, you talked so much shit and was so disrespectful. I just, there was never respect. And I couldn't force a relationship. It just wasn't in me. My father's 90 years old. And I don't have a relationship with him. And does it bother me a lot? Every day. It bothers me. But I can't build on something that was never started. There's a lot of things that I want to say that I can't. A lot of things I want to do because I think it needs to be done, but I can't. So much time has passed. And it's not my pride or my ego. It's just I don't have a connection. And had I stayed consistent probably when we met when I was 30 versus now me being 48, despite the, the ups and the downs and the arguments and the yellings and the name callings, I probably would have had a relationship with him now, but I don't at all. And he's breathing and kicking right there in Brooklyn. Now I have a relationship with my sister. My other siblings that my father had, he has seven kids. Um, all five of them died. And it's just me and my sister. And my sister is 66. Um, so it looks like I'm going to be the last Mohican to bury him, which will be very hard to do. I don't have any emotions when it comes to him, but I know, God forbid, if he does pass away, I will definitely probably be devastated because I never got to say I'm sorry. I never got to say I love you. I never got to give him one more hug. And these are the things that I want y'all to understand. Life is so short. Please don't waste it on bullshit. People are dying for such unnecessary reasonings. Don't waste another day. Don't waste another moment. Is it worth it? Can you really look back and say it's unforgivable? Can you really look back and say, okay, I was wrong. Okay, he might have been wrong. We wrong. All right, let's let's try. It ain't gonna be easy. But I'm I'm 
kind of begging you to try. All right. So now that you guys know a little bit about me, and I'm sorry, I got a little emotional because, you know, it's a little touchy story that I try not to tell anybody. But sometimes you have to have conversations because it's needed. Um, you know, today I told you I had a different objective of conversation today, but, you know, my heart played a lot in strings. And I, I do have a bad temper and I can kind of get out of character sometimes but when I do it's only because I care you know what I'm saying because I feel like when someone takes my kindness for weakness when you handle me inappropriately when I've done nothing but being loving and understanding and respectful to you and you treat you show me your ass to kiss you ain't seen an ass because I got a big one okay I, and I just I don't want to be like that because I, I want peace I literally want peace in my final days of my life. I want to just be happy. I got a great man. I love, he loves me. I'm in a good space with my businesses. Um, my mom is, is doing primarily okay. My children are good. I'm in a good space and I want to remain that way. And I don't want any negativity around me. I forbid it. I pray on it. And I ask it to return it to sender. I don't want to I don't want to be, you know, praying over somebody for death or praying over somebody, you know, for any anything that could hurt someone. I don't want to see nobody hurt emotionally, physically, mentally, nothing. I just want peace. Can we all agree to that? Aren't we tired of everybody yelling and screaming and cussing and fussing? You can't say this to that one. You can't say that to that one because you don't know how they're going to respond. Whew. Y'all, I'm tired. That's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm extremely tired. I'm just tired of everything that's just been going on in the world. I'm tired of unnecessaryness in my life. And I'm just going to keep praying. And keep doing my due diligence and hoping that um, God will make some changes in some people's hearts and that things can be great. I have this platform not to talk about people, but to bring awareness to a lot. And sometimes it may pinch a nerve and, and frustrate you because sometimes we got to have shit put in our face. Sometimes we need to understand just because it's there don't mean it's right. OK, even I tell my daughter all the time, I'm not going to always be right. And if I'm wrong, correct me when I'm wrong. And she corrects me, but she will corrects me in a respectful manner. She don't disrespect me because I she already know where that could go. At the end of the day, if I leave this earth tomorrow, who you got that's going to love on you and take care of you? That's going to have your back when shit get bad. You won't have nobody. So. Be mindful when you talk to your elders. Be mindful when you talk to the people that love you because, trust me, we're not saying it just because we like hearing ourselves talk. We're telling you this because we don't want you to make those mistakes. And if you want to make the mistakes, then we'll fall back and let you do what you do. But don't come back later asking like, damn, well, why you ain't? No, yeah, I did. I sent the boat. I sent the paddle with the man to come help you get out the water. But you continue to want to say, no, I'm going to wait. And you drowned. Y'all don't know everything. 
I don't know everything. And I don't walk around pretending like I do. If I need help, I ask. When I make a mistake, I say I'm sorry. I don't disrespect nobody unless I'm disrespected. You disrespect me, I will disrespect you back. But I'm tired of the disrespect back and forth. I'm, I'm over that shit at this point. I'm done. I'm tired. I, I'm, I don't want to go back and forth no more. But I'm asking nicely in the most calming way that I can. Stop. On both sides. Stop. Make amends. Take accountability. Let's say I'm sorry. Everybody, let's move on. And that's in life. Stop arguing with someone that you love and care about over the simplest shit. And yeah, you might say, well, it wasn't simple then. Okay, so what? The shit has passed and gone and moved on. Now what we doing? What are we doing? You want to keep going on life without this person? You want to keep going on angry and miserable and, and mad at the world where you're going to have relationship issues? Because you will. You will. Trust me and believe. Young women, if you don't understand, if you don't make amends and build relationships with your fathers, I don't know how you're going to do it. It's going to cause problems with men in the, in the future. Trust me, I'm speaking as a woman that been there and done that. My father wasn't in my life. Thank God I had a loving mother that was a strong woman that worked her ass off, that taught me about God, that taught me the difference between right and wrong, and always kept me straight in the float. But trust me, I looked for love in every nigga that I met when I was growing up because I wanted that love from my father. I wanted a hug from my father. I wanted him to tell me he loved me. But he couldn't. And even when I met the nigga at 30, he still couldn't fucking tell me that shit. But thank God, I never gave up. I never was bitter. And I knew in due time that God would always honor me what I deserved and needed. He knew I was a good person. He knew I had a good heart. He knew I'd do anything for anybody. I'd sacrifice my own happiness, my own mortgage, my own bills to protect the people that I love and care about. If I got, you got. I have a goddaughter that's 20 years old. I love her more than life. And I will do anything for her. And I've watched her grow from a young girl to a grown woman. And I'm so proud of the woman that she's become. And she just, she's getting ready to graduate in May from nail tech school. And she, I watched her start nails from the beginning. She self-taught herself how to do nails. Shouts out to my, my God, baby. She's doing my nails today <laughs> for the first time. Um, but she's so good at it. Now she's telling me, God, mommy, I want to go to school. I want to be esthetician. You know, and for that, I will support. I will cover whatever needs to be covered. If we need to get, you know, tools or books or whatever, I'm, I'm a, I'll sacrifice to make sure she has it because she's trying. She's trying to make something of herself. She's trying to have a better life. And trust me, my best friend, her mama, oh, my God, in the name of Jesus. I love you, Kadesh. <laughs> she a motherfucker. And her sister, oh, God, that's double trouble. Trust me. She ain't, she ain't grow up like peaches and cream. But she know. She know what it is. But sometimes you always have that one beautiful flower that comes out of the mud and actually pushes through the mud and becomes a beautiful bouquet and that's my goddaughter i love her to death so ladies and gentlemen i'm saying this to say this to the young this 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 show is truly dedicated to the young adults a current situation in my life 
Um, and it wasn't to put anybody down or make anybody feel some type of way. And if I've offended anybody or made anybody feel uncomfortable, I apologize. Now, I am apologizing to the young adults here in this situation because children never deserve to be in the middle of adult situation. Adults is different. If adults can't sit down like two adults and have a common ground conversation without yelling, screaming, name calling and talking over each other, then there's no purpose of that. But I never involved children in adult situations. So, again, I'm team children always until the children get disrespectful. Then I know I got to fall back because it ain't my child. Because if it ain't my kid, I can't do nothing. I can't put my hands on you and choke the shit out of you for talking reckless to me because my daughter will tell you. I done, she'll tell you how many times I don't choke shit out of her. <laughs> I don't condone violence now. Hold on. Let me remember. <laughs> before somebody, somebody going to come for me. I don't condone violence, but I be damned. You ain't going to just handle me any kind of way and think I'm just going to be like, okay, no problem. But I'm going to choke you till you start seeing stars. Yeah, that part. And then when you come conscious, I'm going to look at you like, are we okay? Are we, are we good? Because I, I want to make sure. So, ladies and gentlemen, myself, Brooklyn's Finders, will apologize and say I am truly sorry for any events or situations or anything that may have caused any pain, sorrow, interruptions, or suffering of any kind. I am never here to hurt anybody's feelings, take advantage of anybody. As I said, I am a genuinely nice, sweet person until pushed into a corner like a cat. And then I come out kicking and screaming because I got to protect me, protect the people that I love and care about. And I won't let anybody, and I mean, I don't give a damn who you are, you can't come for the people I love. It's like I see red. And I'm sorry. And I apologize if it may have offended anybody. But you can't come for the people I love, especially when the people I love didn't do anything wrong. So I pray that this resonates in someone's heart and soul. I hope that my stories and story time has um, truly allowed some people to listen to what I'm saying and, and take my apology um, at a greater um, span and not actually go left because in the name of Jesus I can't handle going left no more so in saying that guys and girls and gals and everybody in between I want you guys to have a wonderful wonderful work week it is the end of my show and it has been wonderful talking to you guys today and I hope I, I actually hope I resonated some information to some people um but the younger generation, I need you guys to calm down. I need you to stop going against the grain and fighting and killing your parents. Come on, y'all got to do better. Like, so what happens when you kill your parents? You go to jail for the rest of your life. Now what? Or do you think you're going to kill them and get away with it? Because it don't work like that. Whatever it is, work through it. If you have not been abused mentally, physically, you might have been verbally abused because a lot of, you know, young kids, we tend to go you know, as adults and parents, we all go off from time to time when we have our moments. But you sit down and you have a conversation with your parents. And some parents are just stuck in their ways and they can't change and it is what it is. But some others are not. But find some common ground. And if you feel like you can't talk to your parents, find another adult that you can talk to. But remember, 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 take accountability for your actions. Don't keep pointing the finger and say that person, that person, that person, that person. Because... If that person is what's causing you to be this, then what did you do to cause that person to be that? 
That's what you need to think about. All right. So I want you guys to have a great work week. (laughs) I know this was like a very serious, serious conversation today, uh, but I needed to get some things off my chest. So I'm glad you guys were tuned in to listen to me today. Um, I appreciate you. Your time is never not valued. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me today. Shouts out to my guy, DJ Hercules. He is actually on vacation. um, So he'll be back with me next week. So guys, I love you. I appreciate you. I adore you for taking the time out of your busy schedules to tune into me here at Talkish Radio. Make sure that you follow me on social media or Instagram at Brooklyn's Finest 347. Uh, follow the station at Talkish Radio on Instagram and Talk Yo Ish Podcast. And that is T A L K Y O I S H H H Podcast. We are on 17 platforms. The top five is iHeartRadio, Spotify, Odyssey. Tune in and Pandora. You can go to any of those apps, go to the search option, download. Well, I'm sorry, go to any of those apps, download first, um, then go into the app and then go to the search option and type in Talk Yo Ish Podcast, which is four words Talk Yo Ish Podcast. Look for the cartoon character of myself with my gold girls because I get gully. <laughs> and then tune in to today's show or all the previous shows beforehand. Um, we have a lot of funny shows, a lot of serious shows, a lot of political shows. I kind of try to keep the, you know, the broadband open to different type of conversations. Um, if you have any questions or any concerns or you have a topic that you want to talk about, make sure you hit us up at talkishradio um, at gmail.com. And that is T-A-L-K-I-S-H-H-H at gmail.com. Make sure you guys tune in to me um, on TikTok. I'm on TikTok as well at Brooklyn's Finest 347. I do a show called BK Chronicles. Um, it's a little bit more personal than it is on the gram. I have to mind what I say, but I have a different audience on TikTok. Um, haters stay away, but I thank you for being there sometimes. Cause you know, if you're not hating, I ain't popping. So the more you hate, the more I'm fabulous. Okay. Um, shouts out to all my verified, uh, badgers out there. <laughs> I hate to throw y'all under the bus and I ain't trying to be a hater, but at the end of the day, please, please, please stop making it look like you've been verified a couple of people I didn't seen on the gram talking about, oh, yeah, I'm verified. Don't even come for me. First of all, Meta is sending everybody that same message that they send to you that if you would like to be verified, it costs $14.99 a month. Verification is just you sitting in your driver's license, then verifying who you are that you don't that you already know who you are. Um, and just making sure that you are who you say you are. You're not a terrorist, you're not on a terrorist list, and now we're gonna give you a blue check. But you gotta pay for that blue check. I wish in the fuck. I would pay for a verified badge. Now, that's not saying it's a bad thing for the ones that need it and deserve it and and, and want to do it. Cool beans. But I ain't giving nobody. I didn't sign up for them subscription shit. I didn't sign up for no badges shit. And I'm not doing no verification shit because I know who I am. I ain't got a front to act like I'm not. I don't know who I am. If I couldn't get ver now, shouts out to the people that was verified before the whole meta thing came through. If you was verified and had a blue check way before then, you ain't paying shit. Salute to you, king and queen, because you did that. Because that verification, you had to prove yourself. You only had to have your numbers up. You had to have your content up. And you had to be who you say you was. This way is a coward way to me. That's just my personal opinion. But I'm not throwing shade to absolutely anybody that made the choice to do that. I'm just saying that with this purchasing a verification badge, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to have followers. You don't have to have subscriptions. You don't have to have content. You can just say, hey, 
I'm blue check verified. And you can't tell who's verified prior to Meta or not unless you go back and verify. But I know the people that was verified through Meta prior to. So that's what I'm going to say. But shout out to all of y'all that's paying the $14.99 a month. I wish the hell I would give uh, Instagram or any social media any type of money anytime for a month for me to be on their social network. Never going to happen. Sorry. This is the reason why I built the radio station so I can have my own goddamn platform. The only $14.99 I would be paying is to my actual platform subscription to profile my station. That's it. And I'll pay way more than $14.99. But I'm just saying, them the only people that's going to get my money because I know they're going to put me on 17 different platforms and then some. And I know that being on these platforms, I am getting crossed to thousands and thousands and thousands of people. So, yeah, I'd rather do it and spend my money the wise way. Okay. So I'm going to let you guys go. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. But I love y'all. Make sure y'all tune in next week. I'm going to have DJ Hercules on the ones and twos next week. Every Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here. Talkish Radio. It's your girl, Brooklyn's Finest. I love. I miss you guys. And I can't wait to see you next week. Ta-da. Oh, man, it's DJ Hercules at 787, man. Y'all know what it is. It's Talkish Radio. Brooklyn's Finest is in the building. I'm in the building. Let's go. Hercules on him. DJ Hercules. Hercules. Shout out to everybody tuned in right now. Let's go. Was there any boys around that know how to make a girl feel? That wanna make a girl feel? Let the feel good.